Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Judd's definitely in his home studio today here on A Wrap with Royce. What a country. God bless America. What's on your mind today, Pat? What is on my mind today? Uh, I was down at uh, Faribault Thursday, uh, you know, for the, uh, they had the the state amateur baseball tournament starts Friday. Reavers is one of the guys from Faribault running the thing. Faribault, Dundas, and Meadsville are hosting it. But Billy Nelson, who runs the Dundas Dukes, and he doesn't run them anymore, but he did for years, uh, managed to get 60-some former MVPs to show up for a dinner last night at wow. the Legion Club in Faribault, including Izzy. Izzy was there. Steiny was there. They were both there. So, Jim uh, Jim Eisenreich? Eisenreich. Go Huskies. 19, wow. In 1984, he, uh, you know, he went home real early that year. The Tourette's got him bad right early. He, he regained his eligibility to – as an amateur, they reinstated kind of an emergency reinstatement, and he ended up leading Boudreaux's Bar from St. Cloud to the state Class B championship uh, in '84. Wow! And he's really good. He's uh, talkative. Yeah. He won't shut up now. You know, he used to be this reticent kid, but that was one of his lines. He and Steiny both talked to the group for six, seven minutes, maybe. And uh, one of the things he said. He said, if you would have had me here when I was 25, I wouldn't have said three words. Now I yeah. won't shut up. Yeah. He said. So, <laughs> he's got four kids in, uh, in Kansas City, and uh, one of his sons is a Broadway aspirant, is a uh, musical and uh, singing uh, you know, performer, did a lot of stuff in Kansas City, and uh, uh, he's doing good. So that was fun to see, and I, I think I'm going to write something on him for uh, – for uh, Saturday or Sunday on, uh, you know, Izzy is, Izzy's fine. Oh, I went down and saw him in Kansas City uh, years back, 20 years ago, maybe, and he was doing good then. So I interviewed him, Pat, when uh, I went, because he obviously went to St. Cloud, and I covered the baseball team and traveled with them a lot, and I interviewed him once for, like, a thing on the school paper, and I I think... I ended up talking to him for like 35 minutes. I mean, it was, it was just, <laughs> yeah. he was just blabbering away. It was awesome. I loved talking with him, but, yeah, yeah. the guy loved to talk. Yeah, God, could he hit, too. Yeah, you good know, player. Uh, one of the things I'm going to write is we would have never heard of Dan Gladden if Eisenreich hadn't had Tourette's because he would have been leading off playing left field. Wow. Because he, he Interesting. you know, I don't, I don't know. You guys were you guys were kids when he was, came up here. Or Phil, wasn't, you, Phil and Declan weren't even born I, yet. I remember, him, I remember him with the Phillies as a kid. 
Yeah, was the, I, I had yeah. no no recollection yeah. of him as a twin whatsoever. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is, not the funny thing is, but the odd thing was when he had the Tourette's real bad and he couldn't hardly keep from pacing and they were driving him crazy in Boston and places like that. When he was batting, that one little tick <laughs> when the pitch came, everything straightened out and he could still hit, you know, because it was that would the idea of hitting the baseball took over his mind and wiped out all this other stuff that was going on. And he could still hit left-handed hitter could run like the wind, man. He was, he was also, I forgot about this, but he was a world series champion as a super utility player, bat off the bench with the 1997 Miami. Florida Marlins. Yeah. I loved Leland, loved Leland. And, uh, you know, he was with the Phillies in 93 uh, and, uh, they affectionately called him Dahmer because they thought he looked like Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yeah. And with that irreverent group of Phillies, I said, are you going to have a 30-year reunion next year for that World Series team in Philly? He said, I hope so. <laughs> Except, you know, some of those guys are <laughs> Dalton has, has died, but... You know, Dalton wasn't even the goofiest guy. Well, John Cruck, yeah, Cruck, Lenny, uh, Dykstra. Well, Lenny Dykstra. Mitch Williams was on that team. Mitch Man. Williams. He, God. He said, he said Mitch Williams was by far the craziest. But uh, <laughs> Kurt Schilling, too, was, yeah. was their ace, wasn't he? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But the other thing is, you know, Dalton wasn't even the craziest, and he ended up believing we lived in an alternate universe. Remember, <laughs> that his deal was that this was all just in our imagination, and we yes. actually were living on some other some other alternate. And he wasn't even the goofiest Philly, so that was a point of group. Sometimes know? I think that might be true. But <laughs> yes. And Dal- Dalton's wife worked at a Hooters and was like a model, right? And I think nice. her picture was plastered on the right field wall in Clearwater. Clearwater, they had his wife, you know, the well-endowed wife in her Hooters outfit on the right field fence. And Dalton's her, the well-endowed wife in her Hooters and her, outfit. Yeah. Outfit. Show us your God, he, was a good, he was a good player, man, as a catcher. He was oh, a God, yeah. a player. He was a big, physically strong guy. He could hit. He only lasted seven or eight years. But, uh, yeah, he was, uh, yeah, it was, that was, that was a, one of my favorite opposing teams because I had an in with Fregosi and Pod. So you couldn't get in the clubhouse before the game, but with Fregosi and Pod, I could go in and sit in their office and BS with them for an hour and a half in the middle of the afternoon. So. Pod must have loved that team, man. That was right oh. up his alley <laughs> oh, yeah. for sure. Go over to the locker and yep. have a cigarette and talk to him a little about pitching. <laughs> You know, Pod was, uh, uh, Pod was dried out by then, but he he'd only drink about fourteen non-alcoholic beers a day just for the old days. He was he was the greatest too. You know, Pat, I keep seeing on these websites like like ESPN has the White Sox still with a forty-five percent chance to make the playoffs, and they they don't all love the Twins. And so on, I keep looking on paper and seeing ah the White Sox. Yeah, when are they going to wake up? And then. When you actually watch them, Tony Larusa yeah. is being reminded by fans which pinch hitters and runners to use, and they're getting beat twenty-one to six by the Astros. And the, you know the bottom part. I looked at the box score this morning. The bottom part of that lineup is like the Twins was on this last road trip. There's nothing down there, uh, and Eloy has not turned out to be what he was supposed to be, and he's hurt on and off. Robert is, is Robert even playing yet? I don't, I don't even know. He's in and out. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's playing yet. And uh, I, he wasn't in the box score today anyway. I didn't see. 
And yeah, I just, you know, some years the uh, biorhythms just aren't right. And uh, they, you know, this is not a, a, a year that they've had their act together. I was listening to their game the other day. They rallied twice to beat the Astros and, and it was, and Stone and his partner were both saying, this is the, this is the happiest and liveliest the crowd has been all year because this is, you know, they basically admitting that everybody had been down on this team and, you know, all, all of Sox neighborhood was uh, down on them, something fierce. So Stone is biting know. his tongue a lot this year. He wants to say what he thinks and he yes. knows he'll be fired if he does. Yes. Although, uh, Reinsdorf is so, Reinsdorf is got so much criticism for hiring him in the first place. And he's such a hard headed, ornery old SOB that the more they tell him they have to fire him, the less likely it is that he's going to fire them. So, yeah. I think so. But yeah, the trouble is, what are you going to do without Mally? You know what? Yeah, what's the latest? So he's he's got. They say that there's nothing wrong, and it's he's unlikely to miss a turn. Do you think they're really going to run him out there against the Astros next Tuesday? No, he'll sit for at least two weeks. And his shoulder, which concerns me. That's what I I would sit him for two weeks. I certainly wouldn't feed him to the beasts down there next Tuesday when they get down to Houston. That's why Louis Varlantine, let the kid take it a shot. Remember what Liriano did in Houston? Yeah. All those many years ago when they put him in there against uh, Clemens. Uh, Clemens. Clemens. Yeah, it was Clemens. And was, let's, let's run Louie out there and see if he can blow it by him at 99. What the hell? I wouldn't run this guy. Yeah, and aren't you – you're going to need – for this team, I'm sorry, but uh, who's the guy, the old um, San, Aaron Sanchez? Aaron Sanchez. It, it, I'm sorry, but he's, he's not going to be the guy <laughs> that pushes you over the top in the set. You're going to need a young guy to come up yes. and give you a boost at some point. And now they just called up the other kid, the guy they got in the trade, uh, Woods Richardson or Richardson. Yeah, he's Woods up to AAA right now. Yep. By the way, if Ricey was commissioner, no hyphenated names in baseball. <laughs> you he's just Simeon Woods. One. You got to pick one. I don't Simeon care which Richardson. one it is. It can okay. be your maternal name or your paternal name, but two names do not fit in the box score. <laughs> one or the other. Got to shorten them up. You can't. Uh, you can't. Uh, you know. You can. On your legal documents, you can lose, but in the baseball world, <laughs> one or the other. Pal. So you're not Isaiah Kiner Falefa. You are just Isaiah Kiner. Uh, yeah. Or Isaiah Falefa. Or Falefa. Whichever you prefer. I'm, I'm not sure. IKF. Yeah, the abbreviations. IKF. That's fine with me. Yeah. I'm IKF. Nice to meet you, IKF. Yes, exactly. The Yankees get like their greatest victory of the season. And then they go to Toronto and Jose and the boys kicked their ass nine to two last night. And Barrios went six for the first time in a month. You know, what a weird he's year he's having 26 home runs. Yeah. He's been awful. Why has he, he's had some, he had a great stretch for a while, but he's mostly been bad. Why has, I feel like. Something's wrong. But like his career, even his stuff yeah. is so much better than the, than the results and the output at this point. Why it, uh, the last non-COVID year was nineteen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He started that season, and you thought you were watching the right-handed Santana, didn't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, they started throwing some change-ups, and he's physically—he's one of the most gifted athletic pitchers yeah. you're ever going to see. One of the great—he should have won three Gold Gloves, but they, you know, they, the Gold Gloves goes to 
more prominent type pitchers, but yeah. uh, I don't know what happened to him. They, he hangs to me. He's hangs too many breaking balls now, and that's how you give up twenty six home runs. But I, I don't know. Didn't you always think though? I always the one thing I said about him, and I loved him because he pit, took his turn every day, right? He pitched two hundred innings, and uh, but the one thing is when he had that lousy start. It was never isolated. He yeah. ended up having, I, I don't think he could get being bad out of his head. He'd have like, right. every August, he'd have like five lousy starts before he pitched a decent game. I think he's, I think he's immature emotionally. That's what I think. Sports psychologist. Sports psychologist. Is oh, yeah. Means. Let's get a couple. Hypnotist. Hypnotist. Yes. You're getting sleepy. You're pitching no hitters. Hey. <laughs> I got a question off of, of and, and I don't think that this got the attention it should have. So Sunday Gray started Tuesday, right? Yeah. On on Wednesday, Joe Schmidt asked I, what I was told was a very just easy to respond to question. And Sonny said, basically got this look like, okay, I'm going to tell you something you don't see coming and started to talk about, I'd like to go deeper into games. I mean, he basically a play-by-play of what a lot of fans have, have said. And it's one thing for fans to say it. And it's one thing for Smeltzer to, but I think it's a different thing when a guy like Gray does. I think that this is, at some point with at least some of these guys, Patrick, coming to a head. I think that they're tired of this, okay, at 2 o'clock, we decided. I mean, Gray has not been routinely hooked because he's going to face the lineup for the third time. I'm wondering if he comes in as a Wiley veteran. Dylan Bundy's there as a Wiley, is a veteran. Yep. Wonder if they. I wonder if he's standing up for Bundy a little bit there and saying this is nonsense here. You know, this is this is. I'm just, I'm just kind of reading into that because Gray. I never felt like Gray was automatically getting the hook, right? Although they were quick to hook him if uh, if it was the third time through the order and some trouble started, but. Uh, uh, I would let Sonny Gray do damn near anything he wants to because he's your only hope, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, he's the only hope to win Game One of a playoff series. So you better. Well, be I I did out of curiosity and boredom on a plane yesterday. <laughs> I went through on Baseball Reference and I found that the Twins have allowed their starting pitchers to face the third time through the order the fewest amount of plate appearances of any team in baseball, and it's not even close. Yeah. Uh, well, only 319 plate appearances the third time through the order. And the next high, the next team is the Rays at 352. So it's definitely a philosophical Rays but, thing. And the Rays still do the uh, opener uh, deal more than any team. You know, they still. So that's, you know, the third time through the order is almost off the off the radar for them, you know, because they, mm-hmm. they still screw around with their pitching more than. More than anybody. It it is amazing to me though that five years ago, was it five years ago now that the Rays you heard that the Rays were gonna not have five starters, that they were gonna have an opener? Yeah, yeah. Remember, the in ones. spring training. And I went up to do a, a column on that from Fort Myers, the novelty of this idea of not having five starters, you know, that you were gonna you know, they were going to and, and talk to a bunch of old ball guys. And, you know, I remember calling Jim Perry and saying, I, you know, because he was like a long reliever type of thing and uh, and a couple other guys. And I, but five years ago, this was like mind blowing. And now it's, yeah, what the hell? Get him out of there. It's the fourth. But yeah. 
you can't complain about. Thank God. Thank God they reduced the pitching staffs to 13 because in September we'll be back to, I think you can, you can have as many as you want in September, or at least 14, but thank God they did. Cause think who would think how quick Rocco would be giving him the hook. If he had an extra mediocre arm in that bullpen. I know. And, and so I, I get why they're doing it. Cause if you then look at, okay, uh, OPS a third time through the order and the yeah. twins are giving up the second highest OPS third time through the order, the Rays, by the way, are the third best. There's like a 300-point difference between Rays pitchers third time through and Twins pitchers. But I but here's my question, Pat. There's no you 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 can't just keep doing this unless no. you have a, a lights out run of five or six relievers that are durable and can pitch back-to-backs and stuff. So are they did they just do a really bad job of finding pitcher? I mean, Chris Archer yeah. isn't durable I enough, mean, right? Part of the reason is Chris Archer has made yeah. all but one start, right? Yes. You know, and he's on probation at the end of three innings, right? I mean, they've hooked him that early. If you're going to keep running him out there, by almost definition, you're going to have an ungodly number of bullpen innings. And, uh, you know, he's, he's the perfect guy to come in in the third inning when you're getting hammered. Except it takes a week for him to warm up because yeah. he had all the arm trouble, so you can't you can't put him in the bullpen. He belongs in the bullpen, but you can't put him in there. Yeah. And uh, but you know, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't think it's a formula that will sustain itself. I gotta call the wily old manager out in Maplewood one of these days and ask him how he's holding up. But this is the guy who won a World Series. Uh, by pitching uh, four guys, what is it, 78 out of 103 innings or something like that. So yes. We had four guys pitch 80% of the innings winning two World Series. So uh, it, it would be interesting to see how he's uh, how he's taken it. I mean, he treated, he treated Les Straker as more of an Iron Man than the Twins. Hell yeah. Yeah, go get him for the sixth less. We don't yep. think you can do it, but we'll give you a shot anyway. Amazing. It All right, we, we got. I know we got to let you go, and so we'll. How uh, we'll... Trey Lance luck? Did he play much, Judd? Yeah, I, I saw him a ton. Um, he he's fine. He's fine on short passes. He has a very weird whip like hitch on on I deep had, routes. I saw him last year. I thought there was a bit of a hitch. Yeah. He comes down he comes down and and it's impressive how the ball comes out, but it's taking too long. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Tebow, but it's also not ideal. Wow. God almighty. I hope it's not I Tebow. Hope it's well, Tebow had yeah. had that right field throw. Of, I hope nobody gave up a bunch of number 1. I'm telling you there's mechanical problems I saw that I should probably try and work with Trey on. <laughs> yeah. I got hey, plenty of time. Pat Here's something to throw at Tom Kelly real quick. In 1991, twin starting pitchers had a better OPS against the third time through than the second time through. Really? Why and how? Why and how? That's Morris and Tappany, right? And then who? Yeah, but what did they? I guess my question would be: What did? What pitch? Erickson. What, what, what were they withholding? What were they? How did they strategically? That is a very do it? good. I, I'm gonna. I'll call. Them. You know what it is? Video. No video back then. So guys are just like quickly figuring out how to solve yep. the puzzle now. Yes, exactly. That's probably yeah. what the definition would be. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. But, uh, or uh, you know, 
maybe a guy like Morris, okay, I haven't thrown my split finger that much the first two times. Now I'm going to throw, throw the splitty or going back to the fastball or something. Yeah. Changing your pattern too. Or just being good. <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> that's another way. I mean, yeah, you look know, at Verlander. Look at yes. Verlander. He's going seven every time yeah. he pitches. And, you know, so the Mets are among the best pitching staffs third time through the order. Well, that's because they have Scherzer, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. When he's when healthy, he he's, he yeah. Some time, but, uh, yeah. Boy, if they're healthy, whew. Scherzer, DeGrom, the rest of those fellas, mm. wow. Look out, yep. DeGrom's unhittable. All right, gents, have All a right. good weekend. See you, Pat. Yeah. All right, let's wrap it with Royce. presented by Federated. Federated, been around almost as long as Patrick Royce, over 100 years. And wow. uh, they've been protecting businesses with risk management tools and resources. You can find out all sorts of information about how Federated can help your business at federatedinsurance.com, where it's our business to protect yours. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division-favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sport. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.